podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's time to say goodbye because, of course, we're uh, commemorating the Spurs career of Musa Dembele this evening. Bit of a sombre atmosphere in this, this evening. Bit, bit down, bit upset. Mac and Eager's not. He's jumping oh, I'm, around. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping. I, I wanted to get a different version of that tune so I could dance to it. It was very difficult to dance yeah. that one pad, to be fair. But look, Musa Dembele. I think your handover to Rick uh, is a, is a credit to the football club. So yeah, there's, uh, a, there's, there's a fitting tribute. Let's talk to Ricky Sachs. Uh, good evening. Good evening to you, Aaron. Yeah, listen, I think the right time had come for Dembele. As much as it's, I suppose, hard to accept, Sentimental would want to see Dembele play on for Spurs. But I think the fitness-wise, you know, there's no doubt about it. Six months left on his contract. I think the move did benefit all parties. And as sad as it is to think we're not going to see Dembele again in the Spurs year, I think it is the right call from Tottenham. The fact that he's only played 10 games this season for Spurs tells you that, you know, I don't think he would ever have returned back to the capable form that he showed last season where we're going into now a huge amount of difficult games to come. And Jason, I just think, yeah, time was right. I thought the time was right six months ago. Simple as that. Simple as that. It's long overdue that we that he left the club. However good Moussa Dembele was, and he was a fantastic player for us, the time was, was up in the summer to get rid of him. And uh, Only for a replacement, you would you not argue? Yeah, no, absolutely for a replacement. But Moussa Dembele stopped being of any use to Tottenham realistically last summer. And, th- and that's a simple thing. And we've ended up playing Sissoko week in, week out because Dembele's not been available. Simple as that. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, you look back and it's a little bit like when you split up with uh, with your partner, isn't it? Or uh, have, have a relationship breakdown or something like that. You know, after two or three weeks, you almost start thinking, oh, it was such a good relationship. And it was so, oh, I remember all the good times. And like, I suppose the bad times, the reason why you split up in the first place kind of gets forgotten. Slightly different with Musa, But what you've got to remember is he wasn't as much used to us as the, 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 the games last season. And uh, like you just highlighted, Rick, 10 games. Um, you know, this was the window that he had to go. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone and would have been... Um, it's not just about the money for the Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, for all parties. And ultimately, he wouldn't have been signed by a Chinese uh, club uh, at any other time rather than now. So it fitted everyone's... Uh, ticked everyone's boxes, I think. There is an element of the money as well because Levy's thrashed out a half. That's a very, very good deal for a player who's, who's let's say, you know, not as combative as he wants to used to. No, I mean, what I, I think he's got a, a, a great deal. Yeah, there. I don't disagree. I mean, I think what I was meaning by that is that people are saying we've got loads of injuries in central midfield to keep him, uh, but it's only for nine million. Why are you getting rid of him? Keep him. But the point being is that it, it was ticking all of the boxes everywhere else. It wasn't just about that transfer. I, I agree. It's good business all round. I think. I think also the player might have wanted to go. And Jace, I think I said this to you off air that you know, would he have passed a medical? And then you look at the fact that for China, they could have only really signed him this window. Yeah. He'll get over £30 million over the next three years after tax 
and people wanted him to turn that down for the sake of possibly playing for Tottenham in a possible game and coming on for 10 minutes to see a game out. Be realistic. He's not going to turn down that money. And if he hadn't gone now, that money may not have been there. Yeah. So it's, it's my, my sad memory of Moussa Dembele, those fantastic games that he played last year, but the last remembrance of Moussa Dembele will be the wrecking ball in PSV where he wasn't fit and his mobility has gone and he was making foul after foul after foul. Yeah, he was that game. I think the the, the positive on Moussa Dembele for me is when he, he basically ran the game against uh, um, Woolwich a couple of seasons ago um, and uh, he got the penalty, if you remember, to get us back into the game after the, uh, I think it was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, what about by that run last season? It was fantastic. Where he played Real Madrid, Liverpool... Oh, you know, it was that runner games. He was just Juve, Arsenal. Uh, Juve away. Couldn't I get mean, the ball off him. Oh, just, that Juve away game. I think somebody said it on Twitter earlier as well. I mean, absolutely unplayable. Mm. I mean, you talk about. I mean, there's there's people that cr- would criticise him using Dembele to say he didn't score enough goals. Didn't just didn't do that. A little bit like what Harry Winks is getting a little bit of re- <laughs> most recently, which is ridiculous. Um, but ultimately, I mean, what a player gliding past uh, players for fun, keeping the ball, can't get the ball off him. Um, I don't think he like for like. I don't think there's another player like him, is there? No, not in this squad. I know. Again, no, I mean, I mean in the Premier League. No, I say that's why I think he'll go down as a special player. It's just that I think some fans have to maybe remember that we wouldn't have got back the same player from last season, Jace. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think. And who's to say he would have been fit for any game for the rest of this season? It's, it's as simple as that. You have to move on. I hope we use the money. Without a doubt, but I don't miss Moussa Dembele being sold. Okay, do you want to talk about the injuries then? Should we move on to injuries? We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk injuries. There's let's let's sort of uh, uh, get a bit of housekeeping out of the way this evening. Of course, this evening's number to call is Lee McQueen. Uh, a really nice one. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. And let me just repeat that because people need to pick up the phone. It's oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. If you want to come on, if you want to have your say up against Macaniga, Jace and uh, Ricky, come on this evening. Come and have a chat with us. Uh, it's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. They are at Last Word on Spurs. And following his um, his recent sort of fame, I'd say uh, on this podcast, producer Paddy has received his own section. So he's very very uh, um, you know appreciate. <laughs> yes. Of it, but he's very. It's also a bit. It's also a bit shy to to receive it this evening. Is our pad? So we're giving him his own little feature, and that is DJ Pad. So what I want you to do is, and what we want you to do is, you know, if you listen to this during the week, whatever it is, think of a theme of music that you want Paddy to play. It's got to be good because Lee's got to dance to it. Dance think, to it. think of you know a bit of music you want him to play after the breaks, in off the breaks, and I'll tell you what, we'll have a look through your tweets. You know throughout the week and uh and we'll come up with um we'll come up with an idea so yeah pretty easy i mean if, if you were to choose a theme what would it be who me, who, me to dance to oh, old school garage man talk to me chase let lee do all the dancing mate let him be the comedy act <laughs> <laughs> that's not very enough ricky old, where are you jason jason's in a right old structure he didn't even want to do a dembele tribute he didn't want to do a tribute to dembele either He's not interested. He wasn't interested. Ricky, for you? Uh, I'd say Club Classics. Club Ooh, Classics. Club Classics. classics. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Should we have Club Classics on the way back? Go for Come it, mate. I've got an absolute banger uh, we're going to have on the way back. 0208 7025 If you're a first-time caller as well, don't worry. We're nice on this station. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Thank you. 
Love Sport, 558am. Producer Paddy has smashed it straight out, Club straight classic, out the box. What a tune this is, Jennifer Lopez. Bit of Jennifer, I know that's on uh, Ricky's top three on his playlist. In his, is it uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jennifer Lopez is on yeah. my top three. You've got it on in the Skoda, <laughs> haven't you? He's got it on in the Skoda. He definitely has. He's loving that. He's loving that oh, one. Jason, yeah. you a fan? He doesn't know the ears. I wasn't even listening, mate. To Sorry. the tune behind it, jack it up a bit. He doesn't know what it is. Jason's no, you can tell Jason's banged a few out on the dance floor. He has, he has, he was on the table last week, wasn't he? He was oh, on he the was? table he last was. week. <laughs> yeah, what a tune that is. Uh, oh. Don't forget, get your musical themes into us uh, at Love Spot Radio on Twitter, 0208 725 Should we talk squad? Of course, Harry Kane's injury has overshadowed a lot of what's going on this week, but the general sort of injuries that Spurs are facing, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, plenty of them, and we're at that stage where we, we certainly can't afford to get too many more. Um, but we're perhaps having to overplay players because we've kept so many injury cases at the club. Victor Wanyama, Dembele, Rose, Eric Lamella. And so if you have constantly injured players in your squad, it's no surprise you'll have an injury crisis. The Kane one's the big one. I think that's the, obviously the massive concern. And from what we're hearing, again, reports out there that Kane is now going to be using a NASA-developed treadmill to recover from his ankle ligament injury, which I find, you know, anything that's going to get the guy back in time, I'm all for it. I mean, anything that's got NASA written involved yeah, in it. I mean, they put they put people on the moon, so they might be able to get Kane back for the uh, for next week. <laughs> I was going to say, it won't be much use to if he comes back on the moon. No, no, it, won't, it definitely won't be. But are we confident because of the amount of games coming up, Jay? You still think in the squad we've got enough to get by? Because obviously Sonia now is away also at the Asian Cup. I'd like to bring somebody in for sure, but we have to get by with what we've got in the squad. Will I give up on Lorente? No, I won't give up on Lorente. I think he's good enough to play against Fulham. If he gets a goal, then the confidence comes up. Who knows? And then Sonny could be back in a couple of weeks' time. What we can't do is, is get Ali Eriksson or... You know, or somebody like that now with another six-week injury or something. Would yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, actually, with, with what Jason's saying about the Lorente piece. I think my take on it is this. Look, everyone wants to shove uh, throw a load of money at everything all the time. And it, it, the people are still not happy with the fact that we didn't sign anyone back in the summer. The people are not over it. And, you know, it's not our way. And the quicker we all understand that as Tottenham Hotspur, I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm saying that if you understand it, then it will it will curb the need, the, the you know, the bloodthirsty need to go out and spend 30, 40, 50, 60 million pound players. It's just not going to happen. So the reality is we've got a squad. Uh, we've got Lucas Moura, who's played in a forward role. And when actually does play in a forward role, scores goals. Scored two against Manchester United early in the season, as we know, um, and was, was playing well. And we've got Lorente. And Lorente scored 15 goals in his last season for Swansea in the Premier League. He's won the World Cup. We sit here and talk about we need winners in the squad, we need this, we need that. Lorente ticks a few in boxing. I'm not saying he's better than Kane. And I'm not saying that he's going to keep Kane out of the team when Kane comes back. But do you know what? Give him the shirt for the next four or five games, what have we got coming up in the Premier League? We've got, with respect to these clubs, we've got Watford, we've got Fulham, we've got Newcastle. You know, he was doing this in a really poor Swansea side. He went down and he was scoring goals. So there's no reason why we can't give him an opportunity. And look, my belief has always been the, 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 um, the uh, from a sense of, if we've got these players in the squad and then all of a sudden we just go out and, you know, we don't give them an opportunity, when are they going to play? What's the point in having them? 
What's the point I'd of al- having them? I'd also say those people that are saying, you know, Chelsea are just going out to sign Gonzalo Higuain. Why couldn't Tottenham have done that? Number one, he's going to play for his old boss, Sarri, which Pochettino was never his old boss. Number two is going to Chelsea that are guaranteeing him a first-team slot every game until now between the, now and the end of the season, as long as he's fit. We'd be telling him in two months' time, Kane's back and you're on the bench. And number three, Chelsea are getting rid of their main striker, Morata, to be able to bring him in. So let's get rid of Kane and bring Higuain in then. That's the equivalent. See, I think you're, it's ridiculous. I know what you're saying, Jess. My biggest issue, I think, with this whole thing about spending in the window is that if Spurs are looking for a forward, the issue you've got is that if they do bring someone in and when Sonny and Kane return, how do you then keep exactly. that forward happy? I just exactly. think it's an impossible job, isn't it? Ha, ha, unless I you hope. bring... Uh, sorry, Jace. I think just on the Higuain piece, if Higuain's on loan, okay? So I think that's the only way yep. you can do that with a loan deal because ultimately Sonny, uh, and you know, he might go and win the, the Asian Cup, but if he don't, he might be back in two weeks. But with a loan deal comes guaranteed starts to make that loan You're right. Deal. Well, with the Higuain maybe, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if Kane comes back within uh, a little bit earlier than than first thought, like, by the way, everybody did last year, and we've got Son that's come back from the Asian Games, how does whoever comes in, like, go and spend 50 million, 60 million if you want Callum Wilson. Would I like to see Callum Wilson in a Spurs shirt? Yes, I would. Do I think he's a good player? Yes, I do. I'd, lo- I'd love it. But as Jace made the point off there as well, he's cup-tied. Yeah. So he, he can't even play in a second against against Chelsea. So, you know, the reality is we spent 25 million or whatever it was on, on Lucas Moura and we've got Lorente in there that know our system, know our players, play well, scored a hat-trick in his last game by all accounts. Didn't he, Lorente? But I know it was against Tramie, but that's what he did. Why not give these? Not give them an opportunity? Tell them, it's time, boys. Step up, mate. You're part of the squad. Get involved. Yeah, I'd agree with you to an extent. By the way, you know, in terms of bringing in a striker, I think Spurs have been very shrewd in the, in, in the way that they brought someone in like Song, who who can play a multitude of positions rather than just up front. Because if you bring out an out and out forward, like Lorente's been picked up and, and, and a lot of people have highlighted him, you know, he's someone who effectively, you know, is an out-and-out forward, can't play anywhere, anywhere else. And with obviously Spurs' insistence to, to lead with, with Kane, and rightly so every week, he's going to get frustrated. But with someone like Son, you've got someone who's willing to tail off, to go out wide, go, to go in at number 10, to do different things. Maybe if they're looking for a forward like that, I don't know if, if they could potentially find someone like that, it, it could be an option. Can I just say as well, Lorente's job will be to contribute to the team winning a game. If Lorente knocks a ball down on Sunday to Deli Alley and scores and we win it 1-0, Lorente's done the job. We don't need somebody who has to score a hat-trick and be man of the match every week. He just has to play a role in the team and the team pick up three points. And Lorente is quite capable of assisting goals and scoring the odd goal here or there against a side like Fulham, who are 19th in the table with the worst defensive record in the country or in the Premier League. <laughs> Massive, Matt. Brilliant point. So I take, look, I, I agree. And I think the other thing as well, the biggest word for me is, uh, uh, um, is adapting. Because ultimately, yes, we know that we've got, so we've got to adapt. So we've got to work. We already, of all of us and all of our listeners now will know that Pochettino's a brilliant coach and he's got a fantastic coaching staff. So now is the job to get the best out of the system that we're going to adapt to because we haven't got Harry Kane. So, so Jace is absolutely spot on. We don't need Levente to come and score at trick. If he does, fantastic. What we need him to do is affect play. And I can actually see the likes of a Lamella, a Mora, a Deli Alley, a Christian Eriksen. I mean, guys and girls, listeners, are you listening? They are the people that are going to be playing. you telling me that ain't good enough to go and win games at the highest level against Watford and against Newcastle and against Fulham? Come on, give me a break. 
I mean, I hope Sissoko should also be back after that Fulham game, which would be a Sissoko? big thing. Yeah, I mean, I say. I, I actually think that that could be a, a bigger problem than the whole Kane scenario, and that sounds absolutely ridiculous. No, we're, we're ravaged but, by midfield but injuries. Two, two yeah. weeks ago, Graham Souness came out on the on Sky Sports and talked about how um, how how reliant we are on Kane, and we all came out on social media how this disgraceful and blah blah blah. And now all of a sudden we're going, "Oh, Kane's injured." Uh, guess what? We're all having a panic attack because he's injured. But if we're not that reliant on him, how how can that? Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't compute. I know the Sonny. Going to the Asian Games has a uh, has an effect on that because Sonny's uh, typically his replacement. Let's have faith in the squad that we've got. And I know there's people out there that will call me some sort of Levy lover or whatever it is. I don't think it's. Le- I think Levy and Pochino have a conversation. I think Levy will say whatever you need, Mauricio. I'll, 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 I'll give it. I think it'd be Poch that is the one that says, "I'm alright. I'll go with what I've got." Would you agree with that? To some degree. I mean, I think with Pochettino. Me personally, I think he would like to spend a bit more money. I don't agree that he wants a war chest. And I agree he wants 400, 500 million for the squad. But I do think he would like a bit more investment. But the way he manages this next couple of weeks will be interesting. Because if he personally feels he's got enough to last him for the rest of the season, that's a big decision. Because we saw at the back end of last season, Jace, that towards the end, we were limping over the line to top four. I'm not saying anything that's a lie there, am I? No, not at all. I would like, don't get me wrong, I'd like him to go and buy a striker, but I'd like him to buy the one he genuinely would like to be chasing in the summer rather than just panicking and buying the first one that comes off a, off a raffle ticket. I, I, I know, you know, everyone's been mocking <laughs> Arsenal because of, because of loans, but what about a loan? Could well, a loan not work you, for Aaron, someone? Question a loan you. I think, well, as I say, I think the problem with bringing in a quality loan player is you've got to guarantee the starts, otherwise they won't come on loan. Let me ask you very quickly, Giuseppe Rossi's been linked with Spurs on a yeah. pay-as-you-play deal. Now, he's training with Man United as we understand it, what do you think there is? He- he's, a, he's a class act. The problem is his fitness record is horrendous. Yep. He, he's so injury prone, it's unreal. And, and the poor guy, you know, if you, I, I don't know if you've read much about him, but, you know, he's released articles talking about how his mental health has suffered as well because, you know, he's had so many serious injuries, not just minor ones, massive, major, you know, cruciate ligament injuries that, um, you know, it's really curtailed his career. This is a guy who came through um, and was actually signed at the same time as Gerard uh, Piquet. Uh, uh, at Manchester United if you look at how Gerard Piquet sort of progressed at Barcelona Giuseppe Rossi has, has been to Italy he's played you know for Fiorentina he's played for different clubs and whatnot. but he's really really struggled I think he could do a job if he can stay fit and that's you know sort of the operative word if this guy can stay fit if he can um, you know you know, keep you keep keep himself out of trouble effectively then I think you could have a half decent player there and the other one that won't go away at the moment is the Malcolm one now I find this bizarre Jason only because we saw Mora you know, in January of last season, where he was meant to be the actual identical player, similar to Malcolm. And you think, if Malcolm comes in, listen, I want Spurs to sign players, but I think at the same time, they've got to be better than what you've already got. And I just question, if you bring in Malcolm in, where does he fit in when you have all those four attacking options open to you? Rick, I honestly have... I don't believe for one second that Tottenham have any interest in Malcolm whatsoever. They come from ridiculous newspapers and websites. This is a bloke that last year was was hawked around to every club in the transfer window last year. He ends up agreeing to go to Roma in the summer. And the day he's supposed to fly to Roma, he decides he's going to Barcelona because they're going to pay him more. And now he's flopped there. Yeah, interesting indeed. We're going to carry on talking Spurs transfer, Spurs squad. Give us a call, 0208 70 20 Very quickly, are you paying too much for your car and home insurance? Then a spokesman said could help save on your bills. A spokesman said is the price comparison site that offers the best deals on the market for your energy and insurance. And if you're planning your summer holidays, you can also get the best value travel insurance deals to go to a spokesman said.com and you could be reducing your bills in minutes. 
With a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. One more time. Big tune from producer Paddy this evening. It's Last Word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio. We've had like an in-depth discussion on the uh, uh, over the break. You know, just talking about players Spurs could or could not go for. Ricky, do you want to stick to that? Do you want to? Where, where do you want to head now, pal? Well, Jason has very kindly done the running order for this week, and we're going to analyse the squad. Jace, is that right? Yeah, we're going to go through the squad, but applying some logic to that, you have to have homegrown players. You can only have seventeen foreigners in the squad. Why you would? Why you might have to sell an Ericsson if you want to bring in two two high quality players. If you go and spend seventy million now in January, that's seventy million you haven't got in the summer when you want Ndombele and De Jong and De Ligt and Wambasaka and all of that. So let's just try and go through it with a little bit of logic into into the squad. Oh, sorry, we're just reading a tweet here. Me, <laughs> myself and myself and Lee have just re- reading a tweet that we've received that last word. Do you want to read it out, Lee? Uh, yeah, so, um, hang on, just getting things. So, uh, this is from uh, At Birthday Garage One. Helena, hello, thanks for listening. Uh, I know you follow all of us and we follow you back. So, hi guys, listening all the way from Belgium. Big fan of the show and the pod. Just want to ask Lee if he could give us a nice speech on why we will be fine, regardless of all the injured players and still playing at Wembley. So, I think, Helena, what you're asking for is a bit of uh, Lee McQueen uh, optimism, um, which is fine. I mean, I think, look... Um, I think we will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I got to pick it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to come on chat. If you keep listening, I'm going to come on chat towards the end of the show. He's, he's, so he's going to have I, I, his. I've got it building. Got it building. Window uh, in a little bit uh, later. Rick. So, do you want to start with Gazaniga then, Jace? You've put it. Go through it in position. Okay, my so double, yeah, my double. Starting with the keepers then, do we generally believe Gazaniga is close enough to be considered as a possible number one? And would Loris even accept remotely the possibility of being the number two at the club if the roles were switched? For me, Gazaniga will never be a number one goalkeeper at Tottenham. Um, I think Hugo will stay there. I think in the summer, there's definitely the the look of of perhaps looking to find a modern day goalkeeper that can distribute and things like that. I don't think Gazaniga is is our number one well, goalkeeper. Why should you say that? Because he's played nine games, won them all. He may well have played nine games and won them all. But that doesn't mean to say I think he's a great goalkeeper. I think he's he's come in and he's done a really good job for us. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not anti Gazaniga, there's a lot of difference to being a number one top-class goalkeeper than just coming in and filling is, in. Is he one of them sort of breeder goalkeepers that's always the bridesmaid, never the bride? You yeah, know? I, think so. I think if he was going to be a number one goalkeeper, what is he now, 27? 27, yeah. 27, 28. He would be a number one goalkeeper at another club by now. How do you know if you never given the chance? I'm not saying that I want... Listen, I still think at the moment Lloris is the best out of the two. I've got no doubt about that. But to sit there and say you don't think Gazaniga will ever be number one, based on some of his performances, I think... I personally, harsh. I personally don't. He may well become the number one. If he becomes the number one, you're definitely looking at new goalkeepers because Hugo Lloris won't sit around being a number two goalkeeper. We're in, Lee. 
I disagree. I mean, I agree with a lot with Jack, what Jay says, but I disagree completely. I think Gazanig has got all the key attributes to become the number one. I don't think he's ready to be the number one yet. I think Lloris has got at least another two, three seasons uh, at the top, maybe even longer, uh, more than that. He's just won a World Cup, for, uh, for crying out loud. Um, I also don't think he's got a choice um, about sitting uh, on the bench and being a number two if if Gazaniga does take over him. You know, at the end of the day, that's football. Um, and he should be doing everything in his power to get back at that number one spot if he did indeed lose it. So, I think the goalkeepers, to be honest, are fine. I think that Vorm's out of contract at the end of this year. We'll know that Vorm, uh, Michel Vorm's going to be moving on. I would like to see a academy-based player step up in that goalkeeping role um, to, to be nurtured and coached uh, by uh, the team and also to be developed, if you like, by the, the, the powers of Gazaniga and Luis. I think where I'm really encouraged is generally... Gazaniga is pushing Larice, and that can only be a really good thing. I think I said that on the show last week. Um, and it's been a long time since we've had two good goalkeepers that I'm comfortable. If if Pochettino turns around and says Gazaniga's playing for the next three games, I'm totally comfortable with it. Uh, and the same with Larice. So I'm not saying he's better than Larice, I'm not, but I'm comfortable with that. And I think that's um and it's not about being comfortable. I'm I'm talking about dining at the top table with having Gazaniga in goal uh, against uh, Dortmund in the in the Champions League, for example, I'd have no issue with that. So what do you reckon, Jason? So in regards to whether it be worth keeping Lloris or bringing in a home grade to compete on level terms with Gazaniga with the benefit of maybe freeing up an overseas place in the squad with Vaughan, we reckon, is going to probably go in the summer? I think that's more likely the possibility. I mean, I don't know which ones, but goalkeepers like Jack Butland, uh, Nick Pope, they could possibly come in. They could compete Jack with Gazaniga. They could compete with Gazaniga. Jack Butland. I'm just chucking he's, names he's out there, mate. He's finished, pal. I'm just chucking names out there. He's finished. If, if, if you would expect... To be fair, I'm, I'm going to sit in the boat with, with Macaniga over here on this one. If you if you think someone like Jack Butland, who, who let's be fair, went to Stoke expecting them to, to actually push further and further yep. and further, but is now shipping goals for fun. Not conceding, shipping goals for fun. He had a bad in injury, the championship. Though, he had a really bad injury, didn't he? He may have had a bad injury, but I just can't see him coming back for that. With the strength that England have got in, in that goalkeeping department, I can't see him pushing himself uh, to the top stage on international level. And in terms of a club position, right now, if you look through the Premier League, I think the Premier League is a very, very, very strong place for goalkeepers. If you you know look through even to like the bottom teams, Newcastle, they brought in Dubravka last year. He actually looks half decent. Uh, Huddersfield have got Lurzel. Fulham have got three goalkeepers. Southampton have got three. Go- they've still got Fraser Forster lurking around on their exactly. books. Yeah, you know, know they've, they've, still, they've still got three goalkeepers. So in he's terms got of... big wages, by all accounts. Massive. Well, he's a big man, isn't he? He's, he's six star. foot eight, man. And he's, he's in wages for that bigness. Well, exactly. He's enormous, pal. So, you know, you need... For, for someone like Jack Butland to come in and, and do something, I, I'd... I mean, Spurs would have to get him very, 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 very cheap but, to, to even entertain that. But you've got Lloris, you've got Gazaniga. I wouldn't be surprised, again, if Lee was talking about potentially someone coming through, you know, the youth system. But, you know, even if you were to go out and go to, like, you know, someone else's academy and poach another keeper from somewhere, maybe who's 18 or 19, who can who can learn the ropes? The issue you've got, though, is if you say that and we do what you say, and Gazaniga plays the game and Gazaniga gets injured. I'm, partly why it's... I, I don't mean Jack Butland exactly that name. I'm talking about a homegrown type of goalkeeper, yeah. like a Pope, like a Butland, like a Fraser, for whatever. If Gazaniga's the number one goalkeeper, why use up one of the homegrown slots by having three overseas goalkeepers? Bring one in that, that you say, Gazaniga's number one. If you're injured, you bring in that homegrown goalkeeper. Chelsea bought Robert Green in the summer. 
Why did they buy Robert Green? To use one of the homegrown slots up. That's what I mean. Hugo is not going to sit on the bench for a year as a number two goalkeeper. What about full-backs, Jace? Want to bring on to them? Kieran Trippier, who, to be fair, recently, form-wise, hasn't been playing that well. I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's take a pause. We'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll have uh, a short break. 0208 70 25 come on and, and talk about you know the squad, whatever you want to discuss. It, this, is, uh, this is your forum to do so. 0208 70 at last word on Spurs on Twitter or at Love Sport Radio. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Name that tune. Um, Rick? Take me to the clouds above. Go on. Uh, Who by? LMC versus yes! somebody else. LMC I? versus you too. Yeah. Because you can see it here on the screen. You can see it on your screen. He can read it out on screen. It's exactly what he's doing, McAnee. Yeah. It's last word on Spurs on uh, on Love Sport Radio. Um, we're talking all things for, but we're looking doing a bit of a squad review, sort of like a I'm not going to say a mid-season squad review, you know, but we're, we're having a bit of a, a bit of a, an analysis uh, as we're midway through uh, through January, and uh, yeah, who's going to lead us off with the fullbacks? Well, I think I was saying just before the break, in terms of the situation at fullback, Kieran Trippier hasn't been in the greatest form this season, I think it's fair to say, and therefore you look around and think, who could we potentially bring in? I don't think for Spurs, the fullbacks this window, the players they want, I don't think they're obtainable, therefore, Jace, I think this is more of a summer situation where they can maybe look to go out and I feel improve at fullbacks where I think at the moment that's one of the weakest areas of the squads. Yeah, Kieran Trippi is the one that's perhaps the least popular of all our four fullbacks at the moment, which seems strange after a World Cup, but you know, I don't think any of us have, have ever denied that he could be improved upon. You all know who I want. It's a bit of a worry that I see Chelsea and Man United already being linked with him for, for the summer moves. I I'd be desperate to get that deal done as quickly as we possibly could. Carl Walker-Peters, who comes in every now and then, has to be registered as a full player next year. He can't be an under-21 anymore. So there's another spot in the squad that you have to take up. So it's a it's a big decision time, in a way, with Carl Walker-Peters. I'd happily run with Wamba Saka and Carl Walker-Peters as my two right-backs next year. The problem you've got, if you don't replace Trippier with a homegrown player and you have to bring in an overseas player, because the 17 overseas slots are already used up, you have to also get rid of one of your overseas players and get rid of Trippier. It's a bit of a puzzle, isn't it? It's a bit of a puzzle, isn't it? Exactly. Unless you replace him with a homegrown player. Mm. So, So I suppose what you're saying there is if we'd then have to lose... An overseas player from elsewhere in the squad. As so, well as so, who, so who do you want to lose? Do you want to lose uh, Christian Eriksen? Do you want to lose an Eric Dyer? Is that where you're kind of coming that, from? That's what. You, that's that's the logic mm. because you've got those slots. Obviously, Dembele's gone, so there's one slot that you can use up now. But the fact is, if we bring another foreigner in, then another one has to go out. It, it, mm. That's the way it has to be. So if you couldn't get Wan Bissaka, who's a better homegrown right back than Kieran Trippier? Well, you you would hope KWP because he actually literally is homegrown, and you know he's won the under twenty World Cup, and he's shown two man of match performances in the two games that he started uh, previous to the last one that he played in. So you would hope 
that it would be him. And, and, and I, I find it strange. I think I said this last week. I find it strange that Spurs fans are like on social media and people that we interact with and stuff don't get excited by that. I mean, he's one of our own. I'm mega excited about the kids coming through and the, and, and the, and the um, coaching of what we've got coming on and so on and so forth. I mean, Wan-Bissaka is, is an unbelievable player. So from a quality perspective, but he's only unbelievable on the basis that he's been around for about 18 months or so. He's only 19, I think, himself. I actually think that he might be the same age or even younger than KWP, for example. So, you know, I, I kind of look at it as the same with the Ryan Sessignons, maybe on the other side, you know, if you play him as a left back or if he's further up the pitch. But, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking, I'm going, our whole club philosophy is produce our own, grow our own superstars, make, grow our own talent and become superstars. And then what we're talking about is actually sacking them off and getting other people in. I just, I don't get it, to be honest. And, and the other problem you got with Trippier is getting deciding to get rid of him is one thing, finding a club that he wants to go to. Because is he likely to go to Liverpool where you've got Alexander-Arnold? Would Man United want Trippier? Would Man City want Trippier? Would Chelsea want Trippier? Would he go to Arsenal? So therefore, you've got to tell Trippier you're going to go and play for Bournemouth, Fulham, uh, Newcastle, Leicester or something. Is Trippier really mm. going to want to do that and lose his Tottenham place? And I, I think f- his contract is, what, 2022? Yeah, so it, yeah, it is, yeah. What's it, he, what's it's all right saying get rid of him. Four-year contract. He's 28 years old. He's got four years left on his contract. It's all right to say get rid of him, but he's got. To, you've got to make sure he goes in the first place. I don't know where I sit with trips. I I don't think we should get rid of him, to, to, to be honest. I, I don't, you know, yes... I mean, look, maybe I've got to take my, my Potticino tinted glasses off or, or whatever, But and he has made a few mistakes and so on and so forth. But I, I think Troy made the brilliant point on the pod this week, uh, Troy Townsend, at the end of the day, he makes a mistake or puts the ball somewhere else and he gets absolutely lambasted for it. But what about all the assists that he's producing? What, and I know Jason's point is always want a defender to defend first rather than, than, yeah. than give assists. But at the end of the day, if you take Tripper out of that team completely, what, what actually happens? So... I, I'm not sure we even need to upgrade. I know, I know our listeners will be shouting at the radio, but I, I don't think we need to upgrade our right-backs. Football fans are very fickle in the sense of, you know, especially with players like full-backs. They, they want to see that marauding full-back getting up, overlapping, you know, adding support in attack, but they also want to see someone who's, who's, who's strong as anything and is, uh, is not going to give anything up on the wings. In terms of upgrading, Lee, I think you'll be upgrading for the future. And, and you know, I've said to many people, I think the two full-backs that Spurs need to go for, you know, right and left-back, are, are, are Chilwell and I, uh, Wan-Bissaka. And simply because Chilwell, I think, has got a bit more security, Leicester in the sense of, you know, they've got a bit more money about them and, and they won't be in such a, sort of, such a hesitant race to sell. But I wouldn't... In fact, I'll put money on Aaron Wan-Bissaka being sold by Crystal Palace this year purely because they need the money. They're you going think to sell what, this window? No, no, the, the, this year. Sorry, this year. In terms of the end of the season. I can't see him going in January. I can see him going in the summer purely because they need the money. They're about to embark on a massive program of, of refurbishment at Solos Park. They're going to mm. build a new stand there. No one knows where the actual money is going at Crystal Palace. It's very weird. They've got some sort of like drain. They've got a leak somewhere where, where they're leaking cash. But Aaron Wambasaka, 50, 40, 40 million pounds, I reckon will get you Wambasaka. Oh. And to be honest, I think I think City will go for him because I don't think Carl Walker's been up to much. And how much would get Chilwell? 
30, 40 million pounds. So there's 80 million on the two fullbacks. And that's before we even look at the midfield. I, I, I'm yeah. not arguing against spending yeah. the 80 million. I'm just saying there's the 80 million and people want 80 million on a striker and 80 million for Undemble and 80 million for Delict and 80 million for De Jong and Tottenham are not going to spend 400 million quid. So you have to prioritise. Can I just put some context around that as well? Because you're absolutely spot on. But we are in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. We're in the next round of the FA Cup. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League. Third we're in sitting the, third yeah. in the Premier League. We've had the best points haul total we've ever had at this stage in the season in the Premier League. Yet we're sitting there going, oh, let's overhaul the squad and spend 500 million. I think we're deluded. And also I playing every game away from deluded. home as well. What's that? And also playing and every game away from home. Uh, Honestly, but you, you, just, you just you just made a point it. about Trippier that you I know don't what you should. But you, you know what? There, there's a lot of fans out there. Social media is a very, very, very vast medium where people look and they they, they will they will gather opinion from. There's a lot of fans out there that don't like Kieran Trippier. There's a lot of fans that do like him. And, and I come if it was yourself or Ricky who was talking about the assists. You know, for all the for all the the sort of negatives, look at the assists he provides on on that right hand flank. Granted, surely the idea though is to constantly be looking. I to agree with that competition. Is no, 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 no. I don't. I don't disagree yeah, with that. You, you would know. No, no, that. I, I, I don't disagree that. with that. What I would say about Kieran Trippier, for example, if he was playing for somebody else, we'd all want him. And that's the reality. The reality is, you'll be going, hang on a minute. This guy scored an amazing free kick in the World Cup semi final. He was he was brilliant. He was the one of the players of the tournament in that World Cup. If he was playing for one of the other tops, if he was playing for Everton, or if he was playing for where we used to play, Burnley, for example, and he was doing what he was doing, we would want to buy him. What I will say about Trippier, he got a lot of you know a lot of stick at the weekend for his performance. But I think what also doesn't seem to be highlighted, Jace, is the amount of balls he put into the box, dangerous balls he put in. You know, after he made that mistake, yes, his performance for me wasn't good enough. But I do think when you look overall at the guy, he's had a, a wonderful World Cup. I wouldn't be sure just to you know write him off completely. I still think you got to give the ch- guy a chance to come back. For, for me, his 1v1 defending is what worries me. Well, Davis so as well, but the issue with those players, Jace, we I, know... I, I worry less about Davis 1v1 than I do about But the thing I have, the issue I've got with Trippier and Davis is that we know both of them are just full-backs. They're not win-backs. They won't take you anywhere past the halfway line. I think Spurs, as we always say on this show, the greatest fullbacks we've seen in recent years have been Danny Rose and Kyle Walker because they allowed you to get up the pitch and they were quick at getting back. Mm-hmm. With, Davis and Ro- uh, with Davis and Trippier... They just don't offer you that. They haven't got the pace. And I think that's why for Spurs, it doesn't really suit our system having those kind of fullbacks. But I don't know if Pochettino would be that ruthless this summer to think, OK, that's it. I'm going to scrap Davis and Trippier. I I think the logic that we're we're trying to go through is that if you just pluck one player out of the name, you say Kieran Trippier, could Tottenham upgrade him? Yes, they could. How much would it cost you? It cost you 40 million, whatever. That's fine. But we're not going to upgrade all 11 positions. So you're trying to think, right, if you could only upgrade three, would you sooner upgrade the centre and midfield? Or would you sooner upgrade the striker? Or is the right back the very first position you'd upgrade? That's that's the logic we're trying to work Yeah, so for me, I'm happy with the right back situation because I'm going to spend, if you like, spend my money, if it was mine, elsewhere. Yeah. Do you think Danny Rose is on his way out, Summer? Uh, I don't. I'd love Danny Rose to be that player of two years ago. My worry is always with Danny Rose. Is another one that, like I said, if you constantly have unfit players in your squad, it it's a problem for you. I think if if we could get rid of, or well, we've got rid of Dembele. If we could get rid of Wanyama and we could get rid of Eric Lamella, I'd be quite happy to keep Danny Rose because he again fills one of those homegrown spots that you have to have for Europe. You have to have four club homegrown players for Europe. We've got Winks. We've got Kane. The only other one is Danny Rose. And if you don't fulfil those slots, 
You can't put any other player in there. So you go with a 24-man or a 23-man or a 22-man squad. Manchester City's European squad is only 22 men because they've got no club homegrown players in it. The, the, the other problem that you've got or the problem that you've got with Danny Rose is he's 28 years old. He's only got two years left on his contract in this summer and therefore it comes down to the situation of, okay, what are we going to do? Because the biggest value that you're going to get with Danny Rose is when he's got two years left on his contract because people are going to think exactly like Jason said about his injuries and so on and so forth. So if we, if he's got, if we he's playing really well and he's playing really, really well at the moment, plays until the end of the season and then you've almost got your, your Danny Rose back from a couple of seasons ago, then what do you do? Do you offer him a new contract? Because he wants a bumper contract. He's 28 years old. He's going to want a Kyle Walker-type contract, which is why Kyle Walker, by the way, left. Okay? So, and by the way, you know, Rick, that I never wanted him to go. That was that, no, that, was we that also, key thing. We're talking about the whole trip here. thing. Yeah. Pochettino didn't feel he could play two or so, three games a week. So so the point I'm making, if if he thinks that Danny Rose can't do that, like Jay Sam with the injury prone, and he's 28 years old and he's got two years left in his contract, what do you do? You start. You have to start looking at the chill worlds, which, by the way, I think is an immense shout. I mean, but he's outstanding. how much would that eat into but our then, budget? But that's then, the only issue you've uh, got. Exactly. And that's what, coming back to Jason's point, how much do you get for a Danny Rose, two years left on his contract, and then who do you bring in to replace a Danny Rose? It's, it's a, it's a isn't conundrum, isn't we always it, talk, We always talk about investment. You can't keep, you know, trying to look to do things sort of on the cheap. On the, on cheap. the cheap. On the cheap. I think this you can't summer will be, yeah, I think the fullbacks this summer will be a big challenge for Pochettino because I think he knows as well that collectively the four of them, I don't think it's it's good enough as a four. Therefore, it's going to have to be a, a give and take. And I think it can't be resolved in January's window, but the fullbacks. When Pep Guardiola went into Man City, uh, we, we need to go for a bit, but very quickly, when Pep Guardiola went into Man City, we had, you know, he, he, he didn't win anything in his first season. He then went out, turned around to his board, said, we want £200 million, I need to go and get these fullbacks. He won in the Premier League. I don't think Spurs need to spend £200 million. They need to spend money... Be it seventy million, be it eighty million, but we don't need to be talking on 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 sort of you know gigantic fronts, proportions yeah. like Man City have done, and they've gone and bought Mendy and Silver and this person and that. But doesn't need to be done. I think it just needs to be methodical uh, in what they do. We'd love to hear from you this evening. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight at Last Word on Spurs or at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Paddy's going to come back with another club classic. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Video, the video to this tune. Do you remember it? Little boy, and he throws like a a, a, hang, a hang hang glider or something like that. Would you remember it, Pad? And he fr- and it and it floats all the way across the countryside and off the mountain. What tune, mate. A uh, utter tune. Fair play to you, Paddy. You are smashing it. Uh, tonight's theme is Club Classics. Of course, you can tweet in during the week up until I'd say, yeah, pro- probably sort of midweek next week. Um, this is Thursday, seventeenth January, by the way. Just in case you're listening on, like, you know. Tuesday or whenever I don't know whenever you listen to a podcast you know whenever whenever you listen to on the podcast uh, you drop us a uh, drop us a tweet drop us a message and uh, let us know the theme you want to hear Cooper has tweeted in saying wish I could call in and ask but I'm in a few meetings no problem Coops wanted to ask the lads what the ideal 11 was for the Fulham match cheers all I was actually speaking to James Gray before the show um, and I I was wondering if Spurs would play a false nine 
I hope they don't. I genuinely hope that Lorente starts. I think Jace, you're with me on that, aren't you? But I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. I think he probably will play Mora. Mora scored against him uh, in the, in the uh, other Everyone future, didn't scored he? against them, mate. <laughs> hmm. I'd like to go with Lorente for sure and keep Mora ensure he's fit for the for the semi-final. I think Lamella struggles to play two in a week, so you could go with the three at the back, the two wing-backs. You could have Winks and Eriksson as your centre of midfield, and you can have Ali and either and Lamella as the two up front. So you can get by and still have have enough on the bench. No, I, no scenario is ideal, but I would go with Lorente on Sunday for sure. Vincent Janssen is registered as no, 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 no. Pochettino already, already confirmed that get... regardless of him scoring the reserves, he's not part of his plan. So when people keep wow. asking the question, is Janssen going to be playing for Spurs? He won't be playing for Spurs. I we expect him to leave before the end of the window. But just a question from Mario who says, going back to the Danny Rose subject, wanted to get the team's thoughts on the possibility of him maybe coming into a midfield five. Think he could provide the threat that we've mm. lost with Sonny, especially if we go to a back three. What do you reckon, Jace? Yeah, that's what I just said. I'd go with a three at the back against Fulham and and push him and right. and I'd play Carl Walker Peters on the on the right hand side as well rather than Trippier. I'd play I'd actually play Davis and Rose in the same team because you you Davis has proved early in the season that you could play left side of the of a three so he could easily play as a left side of a three if Vertonghen was still struggling with a little bit of coming back in from from injury or whatever it might be. Very quickly, I was just told by our producer Paddy that uh, the the chaps on the West Ham fan show reckon that uh, a deal was in potentially the offering for Jansen to go to West Ham. For an out of to come at Spurs. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. But then we go that. Janssen's found his level eventually. It'd be good for Janssen. It'd be good for Janssen to, you know, Janssen should go to Huddersfield or somewhere like that. Do you know what I mean? They're crying out for a striker. Get himself back in. Fulham have just signed Babble, haven't they? Yeah, Ryan Babble. Absolutely. He'll probably score at it against us in the weekend. <laughs> so what are we doing? What, uh, we, we're back on to what? Where are well, we now? We, we, Central we, midfield. We were, we were, Central we, we midfield. Centre backs. We hadn't actually answered Cooper's question. Oh, what the full eleven was, but the, we went through the. Well, I, I thought we're doing. Are we doing the Fulham and Fulham preview a bit later on? Uh, well, he's he's asked for the tweet. I just he wants it know, now. He just, wants just, it now. You know, Coop, we, we have to satisfy. You know, Jason's writing the squad out as we speak. I Coops, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it, Coops. Uh, keep listening, and we'll come back to it. We're doing a pr- uh, Fulham preview a bit later on. We've got squads that we think so. So you want to move on to centre backs, defensive yeah, let's, midfield. Let's get it involved. Squad wise, what we reckon, Jace? Well, a centre back position is one where we definitely have to spend money in the summer because we know that Toby's gone for twenty five million in the summer, or almost certainly gone for the twenty five million. And if you want to go and spend, if you want, was it Delict or someone like that, then you're going to have to go out and spend fifty, sixty million and get into a bidding war with all the other big clubs. So. You know, there's there's a large chunk of your summer money gone straight away by bringing in that centre half. Again, I, again, I, I disagree. Um, I think that the large chunk of money that we spent on Davison Sanchez being 42 million uh, a couple of seasons ago is Toby's replacement, and I think we don't need to get a replacement for Toby. We need to get a replacement for Davison Sanchez, and that is different. And what and the reason why that's different is because. Davison has proved that he can mix it with the top level, at the top level. I'm not saying he's, a, he's as good as Toby. Um, do not put me out of context. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that we're not going to get a like-for-like like Toby replacement in the mould that Tottenham are. So what we've already done is we've got Davison Sanchez. He's up to speed. He comes in and replaces Toby. And then we replace a Davison Sanchez, which you could argue could either come from our academy and so on and so forth, like we've been talking about before, or maybe a, 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 an option that wouldn't cost us as much as a delay. 
it. Now, just to put that, all of that in context, if you was asking me, do what, would I want to see De Ligt in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that is going to be... Uh, the, when, the, the, the trouble is we've worked so hard over the last four and a half years, five years since Poch has been there to dine at the top table. We, we, are, we are doing that, but we're not in the same bracket still as a top, top clubs. And if Man City fancied De Ligt, guess what's going to happen? He ain't coming to Tottenham. And that is the reality, isn't it? I don't want to be horrible and pessimistic, but that is the reality. So we need to work at the level that we're at, know where our level is, doing amazingly work, replace Davinson, not Toby. As a space in the squad. That's as a space in the squad, yeah, yeah, as a space but, in the squad. But bringing Davinson in cost us, what, 42 million? It did, that's what I mean. 25 exactly. when he was, Toby leaves. So yeah, there you go, yeah, you're yeah. already having to dip in to what you're going to get. And... And, and you're right, I, you know, I'm happy for Davinson. I, I like Davinson mm. Sanchez, but no, no, you're going to yeah. need to buy another centre-half if Toby leaves the club and to bring in quality that that doesn't replace Toby directly but brings in a quality player like Sanchez was, it's going to cost you Still a big chunk of your summer again, money. It? It's yeah. at least going to be that. that that's so. what I mean. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of windows for Spurs. We'd love to hear from you this evening. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight is the number to call at Love Sport Radio on Twitter if you want to have your say. Plenty of tweets flying in. We'll be reading some of those after the break. If you've got any questions as well, listener questions, we'd uh, definitely, definitely, definitely love uh, to uh, grab a few of those off you. Lee, you said to me earlier you'd like reading out the phone numbers. What is it? Um, well, I'm just trying to think, and I think it's something along the lines of 0208 7020 558. Telephone, 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 radio, radio, telephone, 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 hashtag, newspaper, hashtag. newspaper, newspaper, newspaper. <laughs> Your news is up next. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Lee's at his, uh, his weekly dance. It's Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show on uh, on the Thursday evening. Can we turn it up? My favourite bit's coming, so I'll just wait for it. We can all sing this bit. Here we go. We go. We'll be there. Win, win the, the cup, cup, win the cup, win the cup. And qualified Champions win League. The <laughs> win the cup. That's the remix. <laughs> and qualified Champions League. There you go. Now mute this bit. Yeah, yeah. We, you could, he's a bit covered. What, Wembley, Wembley, yeah, Wembley? Yeah, we've had enough White are they, white are they, white are they? The new, the new, the new. The Lima Queen band for you there, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're taking your calls until 9pm tonight, taking your tweets as well, at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Ricky, uh, Jace and Macaniga are in the building this evening. Let's take some of your tweets. Who wants to start? Ricky, do you want to start? 
I'll try and find one as we go. Give me one second. I mean, I mean, there was one uh, uh, about Wayne Rooney. Mike Maudsley tweeted in saying, I said this a while back, and given the current situation with Kane and Son, I still believe it to be a decent shout as a short-term solution. Wayne Rooney, been there, done it. Beckham went to PSG in Milan while still playing in the MLS. I've got a better And one. he didn't do too badly. Thoughts. Um, the, the MLS actually restarts on the 2nd of March. Which is a shame. We've got, you, we've got a bit of time. What about Ibra? Oh. 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 This is again that point only. We've said it before about Pochettino. How much does he want to manage no, egos? Exactly. Haven't we, I mean, Jace? Remember the name, Wayne Rooney. I mean, I, I would like to see Wayne Rooney at our club a few years ago, but I don't think it's the right option for us now. He's someone whose whose reputation has somewhat been tarnished. If you notice, he actually left like through the back door, didn't he, at Everton, while they were bringing in you know, uh, all Walcott. these players. Well, he Theo, was a top goal scorer when he left. Theo, Theo Walcott and whatnot. He, it was very quiet. I remember, actually. It was just like some random Sunday afternoon. It just popped up. Oh, Wayne Rooney, by the way, has got the DC United. Oh, cool. Well, lovely. Um, not many, you know, it's, it's just weird how it all just fizzled out for him. It really, There's really been worse names linked, but I don't think Spurs would be interested in Rooney. <laughs> That's we've got another. We've got another tweet in here. The Spurs steward at the Spurs steward uh, says, "Hi guys, great show. My question is: Can Lorenzo lead the line for the next couple of months? If so, would we see the best of him after a string of consecutive starts? I think both myself and Jace have, have, have uh, replied to the tweet. I, I think so, Jace. Don't you? I, I generally do. If he's given the, uh, if he starts on f- uh, uh, against Fulham, we've we've. Si- I tell you, I'll give you one word: momentum." You give any player confidence or momentum or any team, look at Manchester United, let's not talk about them too much, but look at Manchester United, look at the momentum that they've got. Give him a start, get him a goal. Who knows, Jace? All of a sudden he's got momentum, he's got confidence. What do you think? Well, I've, I've said it, haven't I? Do I think he can carry, uh, cover Harry Kane for four months and score the, or two months or whatever and score the same number of goals as Harry Kane would do? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's good enough to contribute to victories? Yes. I know people say, yeah, but he only gets that trick against Rochdale and Tranmere. The last Premier League team he scored against, uh, having started against, was West Ham. He scored the goal that night. His only other Premier Great League start well. for Tottenham in the Premier League was at Swansea. He scored that day. Yeah. So Another and, good and, finish, by the way. And he has come on and scored and, and contributed. He, he created the goal against Burnley that won us the game. He PSV, came on against PSV. Yeah. So he's deserved a chance to start at Fulham. Let's see how he gets on at Fulham. If he gets a goal or a couple of assists at Fulham, we pick up three points. Can, can, What's the problem can with that? Can you imagine Delhi's late runs into the box from Fernando Llorente's knockdowns and stuff? It doesn't matter. Look, we don't have to win pretty in the next no. two, three, four. We just need no, to win ugly. Who cares? We've learned how to win ugly. Let's get on. Let's get involved with it, Tottenham fans. This is amazing. We are in an unbelievable ch- uh, uh, chance here to go into our new stadium of Champions League football, last 16, Carabao Cup semi-final. Get Llorente. He's got quality. He's won the World Cup. This guy knows how to win. He's got an sort of opportunity to do something. If I was the manager, I'd be saying that to him. What do you think, Rick? Do you think he can do it? Do I think he can do it? I, I don't see. I don't think he'll start the weekend. I think as much as you guys are championing, I think he'll still most likely more, go with more up really? top as a false nine. That's what I personally believe. lorente has got all the ability, and I think the problem we've had with Lorente is that we haven't always played to his best strengths. I think we've said that on many different shows. But also, what I do think the player also needs is a run of games. You know, he has come and scored hat-tricks, but we have to bear in mind the hat-tricks that he's scored, they've been against, let's be honest, lower league opposition. You know, he has proved in the Champions League to be a, a, you know, a good threat for Spurs to bring on and to start games. But I do concern myself that in the next three or four games, if he doesn't play or start the first one, which I don't think he will, confidence is such a big thing for footballers. And I just think he may just opt with sticking with Mora, Ericsson, Delhi. 
if if he doesn't if Levante doesn't start on Sunday, well, we may as well we may as well cash in him in. Uh, we may as well sell him. We may as well get rid of. I what, know what you're saying, but then the I think <laughs> we can't afford to. No, but, but what's the point in staying? There? This is a perfect game for him, isn't it? Jason? Exactly. If people are saying we should be, you know, we can't afford to sell Lorente now, Kane's out, and he doesn't start at Fulham, <laughs> then we got what is so the worry we're selling him? You'd leave more on the bench. Was Mora going, fully fit? Well, we don't know, but I'm asking you the question. Hypothetically, if Mora was fully fit, what 100% would you do? Hundred percent, I would go for Fernando Llorente Sunday. It's okay. Fulham. I would, uh, and I would. It would be a choice to replace Son with either Lamella or Mora. That would be the choice. Levente places Kane is at the top, and then you have you have your uh, you know your creative players and your runners in behind all that sort of stuff behind it. You know, I've I've said it many a times we've got the best front four in the Premier League. I still believe that, and we've lost two of them front four, which is a massive blow. But have we also got brilliant players in behind like a Lamella, like a Mora, and also Levente? Yeah, we have. They've they've got they've got the trophies to prove it. You want to go back to the squad, Jason? Discuss Wanyama's situation. I'd play that as we know, similar to a lot of our midfielders. It's been, you know, a real difficult season for him. Hasn't played many games, similar to Dembele, really injured a lot of the time. Do you think again with him, it's essential that we look to replace him in the summer? I think it's absolutely vital we replace Victor Wanyama. Victor Wanyama has started ten of our last sixty-seven Premier League and Champions League games. Ten, and you know when people are worried and people are saying, let's get rid of Eric Dyer, who unbelievable. It, it, it's unbelievable one to think we'll get rid of Eric Dyer, but we'd still have Victor Wanyama in that squad who's contributing absolutely nothing. The Dyer debate, I think, reason why it's raised by a lot of people you heard on the pod this week that I agree. people do think with Dyer, though, he's reached that point now where will he get any better? No, I, I, I totally agree with Jason on the pod. Sorry, Jason, we've spoken about this quite a lot. Now, Dyer's been doing one and a half jobs in that midfield when he's played with Wanyama because Wanyama couldn't be trusted to do to the other half. I think now Harry Winks had such a long run of games. I remember to cast our minds back pre-Christmas, obviously, when uh, Harry Winks had, uh, I think he'd been talking about getting into an England squad or he was only there and Jace was sort of saying, look, let's start judging Harry Winks after he's played a good few games. Well, he's now got 22 games, I think, under his belt this season or something in, the, in around that. I think when Dyer comes back with a fit Sissoko alongside him and or a fit Winks, you'll see a much, much better player in Eric Dyer. I think the Wanyama got to go. I, I like Victor Wanyama. It always be remembered, but he's too injury-prone. Got to go. I think as well, in fairness to Eric Dyer, people seem to be having a go at his passing range and, and things like that. Number one, as you're, as an out-and-out defensive midfield player, his first job is to break up play, protect the back four, make sure people don't run off him, make sure he's covering all those gaps when, when one of the centre-halves moves forward, he drops in. He's not a box-to-box player. That's not his role in the team. And suddenly he's being judged that, oh, he doesn't contribute this and he doesn't contribute that. I don't want my defensive midfielder to do that. I want him to protect the back four and make sure that we don't get caught on a counter-attack, which is exactly what we did Saturday or Sunday when there was no Eric Dyer in the team. He can stay for me just for that pass that he gave Deli Alley against uh, Chelsea last season. I thought it was an absolute world day. Um, uh, just, uh, just another quick one, on the, just on the Wanyama scenario. Wanyama's got two years left on his contract uh, this summer and uh, I think he's 27 years old. So with all of injury problems, like Jay said, I think it's time to... I, I was going to say cash in, but I don't even know whether you can with, with that scenario, can you? Well, you know Sissoko's only got two years left as well. Well, this is a problem with Sissoko because he's 29. So who, who what, you know, what's going to happen? He's going to want it either a big payday, right? Or a big, you know, his big last hurrah. 
I think it's slightly different with Sissoko. With I mean, and I mean this with respect to him as well, because I think he's been brilliant, obviously this season. But because of the way he started and the way he has been after his big money move, which was a big money move back then, thirty million certainly for us. Um, I think that that he'll probably be happy to to stay in terms of not a big payday. Do, 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 you, do you know what I mean? Because we've shown so much loyalty to him, I think he will actually be okay to stay and he will end up being back a squad player again well the thing is you know you, you have players like that who, who you, from a club point of view are sitting there going well two years left on the deal you know it depends who who's going to come in for him what I think a lot of clubs hope for is that you know a big boy with a lot of money someone like a, a PSG or even just you know like a a Chinese club someone like that with a lot of money comes in offers you something absolutely redonkulous and offers them a crazy package and Sissoko to PSG is that what you just said live on it Johan Kabay you've heard it yeah Johan Kabay went from Newcastle Johan Kabay they paid I think 19 million pounds or something from Newcastle and you know going back to Palace after a season what what are your thoughts on Sissoko Jace with the whole central midfield scenario I think he'll stay next season but then they look to sell him a year short um, and mm. a PSG actually isn't a ridiculous shout because again they all need homegrown players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's true. Would go actually, as yeah, a homegrown player. I reckon Aaron's got an insider there. Wanyama, <laughs> I don't know where he's going. Anywhere, mate. Couldn't tell you that. No, no, right. We can't. Well, where we go? We have no squad left. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a pause again. We're taking your calls and your uh, tweets this evening at Love Sport Radio on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs on Twitter and o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Hear me This is that a is Friday tune. night anthem, isn't it? That is an absolute tune. It's just a Friday night tune. It's about Fridays. Speaking of Fridays. It's a great link, that. You're well, going fr- well, to give it a little segue, eh? Well, you can mention it? I was going to say, uh, well, I won't give it a segue, I'll give it a segue. <laughs> Sedg- what about a Sedgway? A Sedgway? Sedgway? What about Steve Sedgley? Steve, Steve Sedgley. <laughs> I was just about to say. Right. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're on next Friday instead of Thursday, 8.30 until 10pm on Love Sport Radio. Plenty more of these tunes. Well, plenty more of your tunes. Whatever you uh, you want to uh, you want to listen to, we'll be, uh, we'll be playing some of them. Ricky Sachs, where do you want to go? Well, I think Harry Winks has been getting absolute pelters on why? social media. Why? I don't get this. And we're going to try and understand why to some degree. Now, for me, he's a young player, needs nurturing. I think he's got a, you know, a brilliant career ahead of him at Spurs. Yes, he's not the finished article. Yes, there's a lot that he can improve upon. But, Jace, do you understand some of the criticism out there at the moment for him? No idea why it's coming. I mean, you have to bear in mind, first of all, that Sunday was only his 22nd Premier League start. So people are already judging a player for that. He's being... Again, he's another one that, oh, what does he contribute going forward? He's at the moment having to play in a team where there is no defensive midfield player and where Musa Sissoko is their transition player. So, you know, he's just there to get the, the ball off the back four and give it to somebody else at the moment. He's not there to be another number 10. 
So I, I don't know where that's coming from. And people saying, oh, get rid of him. When we were talking about homegrowns in the squad and you must have four club homegrowns for Europe, Harry Winks is one of our four club homegrowns. If you chuck him out, you can't just go and buy another foreigner to replace him. It's ridiculous. Uh, absolute nonsense uh, that Harry Winks is getting any sort of pelts. Four years left on his contract. He's 22 years old. He's homegrown. He's one of our own. We, we should be ashamed of ourselves if we don't get behind a, a player like that. But, uh, honestly, the, the endeavour and uh, what he shows look he's not world class yet I'm not I'm not suggesting he is but that is the sort of player that needs as Jay says needs to be nurtured 22 starts he's only 22 years old uh, is he getting pelters because what he went he went through maybe two, he had two opportunities and skied them both is that why he's getting pelters is, is that what the reason is I mean, I mean you have to have a look at yourselves Twitter honestly like, these are the sort of players that you need to get behind like look at what we did we, we absolutely pulverised Sissoko for two years and now look what he's doing like at the end of the day he's one of our own you need to be getting behind players like this this is our belief this is our philosophy people need to understand that is what we are as a football club and Harry Winks is absolute fabric of our academy see I remember Jace you know when Mason do you remember Mason when he comes towards the end of his Spurs career and he started getting them yeah, and Amazing. Harry Winks, in a fully fit team in the four-two-three-one system with a defensive midfield player, Moussa Dembele's played that role for us as the deep midfield mm-hmm. player, and Harry Winks, in theory, would fill that position. Totally different style to Moussa Dembele. Winks is getting pelters for what he contributed in terms of goals and assists. Dembele, who we all think of as a legend and the, one of the best midfielders we have, 12, was it 10 goals and 12 assists in what his about Modric? career? Modric just won the Ballon d'Or. And I'm not saying that Winks is a Modric, but the position that Modric played at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, who we love, who bought him 16 million bowl accounts, if I remember, blah, blah, blah. What, how many goals did he get? How many assists did he get? That wasn't his role. He was a semi-assist, he wasn't he? No, he, he, he was a creator. Yeah. yeah, a creator of assists yeah, in that way. Semi, yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, get off his back, team. Come on. Team Tottenham Hotspur fans, come on. We got questioning just quickly on this. So one. from from young Brendan, young Brendan, who says, "Hi guys from Missouri of USA, I wanted on, to Brendan. ask, with our supposed fifty million budget, which has been reported this week, who should we be going for during this transfer window? Um, with only fifty fifty million, only. I say only. What's fifty million going to get you? Look, when you, the reason why I say that I, is, I, you look at our squad and you think right, now for t- right, to bring someone right, in, okay. they've got to be better yeah. than what we've already got. Uh-huh. So you tell me fifty million who we can go and get. All right, let me tell you who we've already bought for less than fifty million, and then you come back at me. Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen, Yang Vertonghen. Toby oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, no, no, I no, 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 you can't have it both ways. All of them, no, it, all that entire squad that we've played, we've we've assembled, that he's assembled, is all under 50 million quid. Every single one of them. Kevin De Bruyne, yes, it was a cut of season, 57 million. And that is just somebody of that quality. The point I'm trying to make is, why would we all of a sudden go out and start spe- needing to spend 150 million when we've already shown the entire world that we can buy Toby Alderweireld, Yang Vertonghen, Musa Sissoko, dare I say it, Deli Ali for five million, Christian Eriksen. We've paid nowhere near what their transfer values might be in this modern day. So we just need to go and do the same thing. Oh, by the way, Berbatov, Modric, how many Bale, of those players? How many of those players? Done it. How many of those players were pre-Neymar? 
Look, all of them. I'm not all of them bring Neymar. I'm not Neymar, tr- let's be fair, has single-handedly destroyed the transfer market. Who yes, kn- yeah, yeah. So you tell me right now, all of you and the listeners, you can give me pedals if you want on Twitter, at Lee McQueen, by the way. Who knew Berbatov was before he came to Tottenham? He played for Bayern Leverkusen. Everyone knew Berbatov oh, was. D- yeah, they all but knew, did they? Any, yeah, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, no people who have a Modric. decent, decent what about, holding What about on? Modric? No, Modric. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. What about Bale? Bale, young player. What about Deli Alli? It's the same thing. It's a philosophy. No, 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 no. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Come on. Because in the mainstream media and on Twitter and social media, everyone comes up with the same names. Yeah, it's, it's, not, look, it's not the, my this, fault. The, the, Robert, it's not my fault that the youth of today sit on FIFA and just scratch their heads all day going, oh, see him. Yeah, well, he's got an... I heard someone turn around to me the other day going, oh, he's, he's got a 96 on FIFA, so he must be going, I go, what we are you on about? What are you on about? You're, you're a man. You know uh, European football much better than me, Aaron. What about Santos, Portuguese guy? He's scoring. How many goals he's scoring? He's got a 35 million release clause. He's, he's scored goals for fun, I think, in Portugal for Porto or something like that. What, what, you know what Are we going to answer he's, Brandon's he's less, question? Yeah, though. he's less than 50 million, so Santos. There's players out there. you just got to work hard to go and find them and nurture them and bring them in. We've done it all of for the last 15, 20 years. That's what we've done. Why, why, does it need to, why, why is it going to change? We've never, ever bought top, top, top of the table players because we're not at the top table. We don't pay the wages. We might even be able to afford an 80 million transfer fee. But like Jason always says, how much are you going to pay him a week? Meza Ozil is utter rubbish and he's on 350 grand a week. If there's your benchmark. But no, no, no. I don't think their transfer policy is a benchmark at all. I think their transfer policy is... Is the way not to do it. Is the way not to do it. (laughs) I think that was my point. Well, um, well, you know, Meza Ozil is a a joke and the fact that they've lost a a classy midfielder in Ramsey who looks like he's going to Juventus for the the sake of giving Meza Ozil 350 grand a week just shows what absolute sheer corruption is going on in that club. Again, I'm going to bring it back to the fact that Spurs have got, you know, a new ground you're going into. A lot of people have talked about that and how that's going to be an attraction for those big names. But surely, Lee, you know, you've talked there about how, you know, Spurs don't pick up players like that and you've never have done that. That's got to be the ambition, though, going forward, isn't it? No, maybe what the ambition needs to be is to grow these players into world-class superstars like we have already Then why done. is everyone talking about the stadium like, that's going to attract the big names, that's going to attract the big well, names? Well, maybe it will. Maybe I, it will. I would say in terms of the really big names, like Ndombele's, De, Le- De Jong's and players like that, our problem is that for players at that right top level, Tottenham will not be the only club in for them. You will always be up against a PSG, a Barcelona, a Madrid, a Man City, a Chelsea, someone like that for those players. Those, And you get into a bidding war. Number one, you might agree a fee with, with Leon. What do they want? 80 million for Ndombele. If Tottenham go to Leon tomorrow and say, there's the 80 million, Manchester City come along a day later and say, right, we'll pay you 90. Chelsea. You get, and and, and then they speak to the agent. What do you want? Tottenham have offered to pay you how much? 10 million to the agent. All right, we'll make that 20. How much do you want as a wage check? Spurs will give me 150. All right, we'll make that 200 grand. You've got to have a bidding war point. with okay, three different points. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick up on Liverpool. And I'm going to say, lack of ambition. Pre, Name, again, again, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're unfortunately sitting in a world where one player, I feel, has corrupted the whole system. If you look at players like, I'm, I'm going to take an example of Liverpool. Look at Mane and Firmino. Pre-Neymar, Mane cost, what, £20, £25 million? Pounds, and Firmino cost them £30 million. Pounds. I remember when they signed Roberto Firmino. I remember it clearly because there were two clubs in for him. Manchester United and Liverpool. Manchester United backed out because they felt the money was too much. Liverpool met a release clause with Hoffenheim and people sitting there absolutely lambasting 
Brendan Rodgers, saying this guy is a joke, he's rubbish, he's this, he's that, he's the other. You know what? In this day and age, how much would Firmino be worth? How much would, would Mane be worth? If I was Liverpool and I had to go to Hoffenheim and there was Mane there and the, well, Mane was at Southampton, Firmino was at Southampton, uh, 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 Hoffenheim, how much would I have to pay for him? To get Mane out of Southampton, I have to look for about 50, 60 million pounds. To get Firmino out of Hoffenheim, 50, 60 million pounds. Players' prices are doubling because of someone who's gone... You know, and and has got a PSG, and you know, for 160 million or 140 million pound or whatever it is, and unfortunately, then the clubs are the clubs are in power now because of these broadcasting deals. Clubs are in power; they don't have to accept small transfer fees anymore. Mm. They don't need to do it. Simple. It people, doesn't matter. Loads of people over here laughed at Liverpool paying. Th- was it 35 for Salah? Always flopped at Chelsea. What on earth are they paying 35 million for Mo Salah for? Now he thinks that was an absolute bargain. What's Sonny worth now? Interesting. Exactly. Sonny, I mean, he must be worth 90 million. I'm not just saying it. Look at the amount of goals a guy contributes. You know, he's a star for his country as well. He's definitely trebled in what we bought him for. And how, and how many people knew who Sonny was before before he came to Tottenham? Again, that's more, you've just reinforced my point. So to come back to uh, to, to the tweet, Brendan's where, question. Where, yeah. well, Brendan's question. Sorry, Brendan. Where we're going to get players from fifty million? The same places we went and bought Sonny's and Berbatov's and all of the rest of the squad. That's where we get them but from. What it's we'll the say, next Lee, generation it's of them now. people. It's getting harder. It might to do be that. getting harder, but when we bought Sonny for twenty-two million, who wasn't uh, an established name, now we've got fifty million to buy someone who's not an established name. But Spurs fans around the country and listening, and everyone that, that uh, around the world that's listening and, and listening to, you've got to understand that that's the deal. If we go and buy a, a, a not a household name for fifty million, who knew Davin Sanchez was? By the way. Don't give me that rubbish. No one. 21 years old. He's been absolutely outstanding. Played 40 million for him. That's where we're going to go and get our players from. So all this rubbish that you hear all of the time, every single day, oh, we're linked with this person, we're linked with that person. Don Don Bele, no one even knew who he was like two seasons ago. And all of a sudden, he's worth 80 million because everyone talks him up. Well, everyone talks about oh, it. Again, again, it's the advent of social media, the utilisation of social media that 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 beams up players, players like Don Bale, etc., etc., sitting on Twitter all day. People are going to sit there, watch the hundred best goals of you know of La Liga and go, who's he? Who's I know. I, I'm, you know, so, it I, I'm not angry. I just I get. I'm passionate, passionate. about. This. I know. Sorry, we've got to go to a break, but I'm passionate about this subject because this is the philosophy and the belief of our club. It's not because Levy don't like Poch or Poch is a, a muppet when it comes to signing people. It's the it, that is our club philosophy and that as Jason said we cannot impossible cannot go no matter who owns us even if, if, the, if the next shake coming and bought Tottenham Hotspur it would still take us four years to win the Premier League even with unlimited cash well it took City three years <laughs> exactly with my point cash. exactly they went my through point. players like it was exactly going out of fashion my point. And who even remember City, Scott Sinclair and, he, and even City don't go and play pay 80-90 million their, their record transfer fees how much exactly 57 million on Kevin De Bruyne Sorry, I've corrected. Sixty million on Mares. Right. Uh, let's just shout out Brendan. By the way, he's currently serving in the U.S. Army. So, so shout out Brendan. Great shout, out, Brendan. Uh, keep going, mates. Fantastic what you do. Keep safe. Enjoy the podcast. Very quickly. Uh, are you paying way too much for your energy bills this winter? A spokesman said could help you save big money. A spokesman said is the price comparison site that shows you the very best energy deals on the market. Don't pay the price for rising energy costs. Visit a spokesman said.com now and you could be saving money on your bills within minutes. The spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Love Sport. 558 AM. The Opposition View on Love Sport. 
Time for the opposition view. Delighted to welcome on Fulham fan of 38 years, uh, radio and TV co-host. It's Emilio Danello. How are you, Ted? Aaron, how are you doing? I'm all right. Trap, how are you? I'm here with the the gents in the building, Lee, uh, Jace, Hi, and, uh, hello, and hello, Rick. Hello. We're all here talking all things Spurs. Let's talk a bit of Fulham, though. Very quickly, uh, Moussa Dembele has, of course, moved on to China. An interesting mm. picture and, and an interesting comment from him saying uh, that there was no chance of him moving to another club and that mm. Spurs are his team. That must be a bit of a kick in the teeth for Fulham. We feel like they discovered him somewhat. Yeah, he, you know, he was... He's a, he was an excellent player, you know, his, his skill, his vision, his artistry on the ball was very good. But I still say to this day, you know, he lacked goals and he lacked assists. For as much as he had all that beautiful quality, the delight to watch, he didn't have enough goals in the tank and he didn't have enough assists. And to be honest, when him and Dempsey both moved on in the same transfer window, Dempsey was the biggest loss for me, not Dembele, because Dempsey offered goals, he could score penalties in the mix where it counts. And then all that beautiful build-up play, but he didn't have an end product. And probably Tottenham saw similar things themselves. You know, great on the ball, but that finishing, that lack of finishing product, that was his letdown, to be honest. So I wish him all the best. He'll be fondly remembered, but maybe he didn't have enough goals for us. So that was the only downside. I think the phrase you're looking for there is all gear, no idea. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit like the Brexit uh, politician. Pretty right? much. Well, uh, we, we, have, we haven't had Lee McQueen's, uh, Lee McQueen's thoughts on Brexit yet because we, we've only got till nine o'clock. So, yeah, they're not, they're yeah, not coming. Just, Don't worry about that. He, he hasn't whipped out his dossier yet. Um, Amelia, talk to us about Fulham this season. A very, very interesting signing in Ryan Babble yesterday on a six-month deal, which obviously just shows, um, you know, sort of question marks over the, the, the club's future in the Premier League. Um, yeah. It's disappointing, really. It's, highly uh, disappointing. Expectations, expectations were fairly strong. You know, I made 13th, 12th, 13th position. I thought would have been would have been achievable, but, you know, we had some good, reasonable good signings on paper, but it just hasn't, just hasn't worked. You know, the, our previous coach experimented playing the championship style of football. It didn't work. We were conceding goals for fun. Things have got a little bit more tighter at the back, which is a good thing. So we aren't conceding as many. Football isn't as pretty to the eye, but it's all about consolidation, trying to get as many points as we can. And you know, even though Ranieri has sort of steadied the ship at the back, we've always had a problem scoring goals up front. And I've been banging on about this for months. You know, we don't have enough quality in other than uh, Mitrovic to, to take those chances. We get half chances and we don't take them. So Babel can't be any worse. He'll give us a bit more wit, a bit more pace, a bit of an unknown there. And then Quandy's 32 years of age. I think it's a positive signing. We can't commit to longer term sign. That's the problem. Are we any so closer? to want to play for us. Are we you any know, closer to seeing Gary Cahill potentially coming in? Um, I'm not too sure. I think the only the sticking point is the salary. I'm hearing the talk about someone has to pay £100,000 a week wages for the rest of the season. Whether that's something we want to pay, is it worth paying that sort of money to to give us a little more comfort in the central defence. He's a good leader. He talks his defence. He's an experienced international. You know, he's the type of player that we need. But I think the talks are struggling to progress because on wages. But I'm more concerned about offensively. You know, I think defensively we're not conceding as many goals. And it's not a premiership back four. But we're not, cause we're not scoring enough, enough goals. I was saying to Russ Goldman on college talk this uh, earlier today, last time we scored two goals in a game is back in November. So you're not going to win games if you're only scoring an average one or less per game. That's the problem at the moment. Not the score, not the defending. It's actually we're not scoring goals. So Babel will give will be an interesting proposition. I think he'll give us maybe some a different option. Is Babel coming in to replace Sessignon? 
or is I, I don't mean Fulham selling Sessignon is Sessignon's place in the team now seems to be a little bit uh, up for discussion mm. shall we say and he's, he has found the first I, I still have no doubts about the talent in the player but he has found that, that step up really difficult hasn't he he has and that's a, that's a fair point he's, he's been more as an impact sub, he's actually added more value in recent games. He came back for a bit of a, a slight injury. He came mm-hmm. on as an impact sub. He got hauled off a half-time last weekend, which is a little bit harsh, but his substitute, Vieto, who hasn't had a great season in and out of the team, he came on and made more of a difference in session on the first half. So it's, but, you know, you don't want to start playing around with his, uh, you know, with this young kid. You know, either you play him or you don't. I don't think he's Babel's there to replace session. I think Babel's there to replace Kamara in, as a minimum. Kamara will all the antics of the penalty incident a few weeks ago. Apparently, there's been dressing room turmoil. Yoga, twice. I think, is the exact yeah, exactly situation. Exactly. So, so I see Babel as being maybe a, a better version of Kamara, but we still need another striker. So, if we've, if, we've, if Kamara's no longer there to be an impact sub, and Babel will be his replacement, well, we still need another another replacement there as backup. So, it'll be interesting. You know, we're not making big strides in the transfer winner, but again, we, I think our hands are tied. How can you attract good quality? When you're facing, you know, you know, relegation, and you're, you're right in your faces, so it's a difficult predicament. But I'm sure the owners will do what's right for the club. They've spent a lot of money in the summer. Fans should recognise and, re- you know, reward, you know, at least thank the uh, the owners. But the problem is, money doesn't always buy you success. And that's what we're finding at the moment. With with hindsight, did you do too much in the summer? Did you change mm. too many people? And it would have been better to just bring three or four, I, mean, I forget how many you brought in. It seemed to be. Felt like you brought in about thirty players, but obviously yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> and I think, and I keep saying to some of the fellow fans, that's Fulham fans as well, is it's probably four, three players that we spent big bucks on. Uh, you know, we spent Mitrovic, you know, good for good value for twenty odd million, but Seri and Angisa between them must cost sixty million. So we hear this this hundred plus million you know, money being touted, but many of those signings were were loan signings. So on paper. Some of them have worked out well. Some haven't worked out so well. But the actual three big money signings, Mitrovic can't can't complain. Seri, you know, up and down. And Geese has been absolutely hopeless. So it's a bit of everything, really. So but if you take away those three those three signings, we've only spent what about thirty odd million, thirty forty million between the rest of the signings. So it's. But to your point, we did sign too many players, and we, I think we left two last minute. You know, last minute panic, panic buys, inflated prices, and now we've been stung. But. You know, all we can hope is we can we can pinch something on Sunday. Uh, maybe this is a good opportunity to to nick something against Tottenham because you guys are having a bit of a problem with injuries at the moment, just as much no, as we have. There's no problem here, Emilio. No, don't worry about that. It's uh, it's <laughs> Lee McQueen here. Uh, one of my really good friends. Uh, give her a shout out, Julie Cook. She's a season ticket holder at Fulham through thick and thin. I have to say, Fulham's one of the, uh, my favourite away grounds to go to. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Very very traditional. Um, and a great atmosphere and, 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 and that sort of stuff. Dan, I was, I was with her last week and she actually said to me, um, we were talking about Sessignon, um, mm. and I just wanted to get your views really. You know, we, we, as Tottenham fans, we'd have probably bought him for 60 million quid uh, before the season started. <laughs> He's not mm. even planning. What, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I think the last few weeks has been a bit of injuries. He's, he hasn't, I don't think he's fully fit. He had, he had a knock before Christmas. That kept him out for two or three crucial games. He came back on the substitute in a couple of games. So, Burnley game, he, he struggled a little bit. And I think he, the manager tried to do something a little bit different. You know, I don't mm. think it was personal to Cessna. You know, I hope he's not playing with his confidence because an 18-year-old, you know, he has played enough games this season. I think he has struggled at times to adjust to this division. But he'll only come better. You know, he'll probably improve if he has better players around him. So, inevitably, in the- if we do go down, then someone like Tottenham or some other club will come in from it. I think there's no doubt. I don't think 
he's stalling on signing an extension to his contract. I can understand why. So it's you know he's got he's got the people talking in his ears and telling him what to do. And I'm not sure if that's starting to impact his performances. But let's see. I think he'll play. I think he'll play a part on Sunday. I think he you know with his pace and width and maybe Babel on one side and Cessna on the other that might start to give your defenders a bit of a few problems. But uh, but the boy is still only 18. We forget that. And I just think it's. Now he's he's there in the danger area, but he hasn't been as clinical as last week. So that's the difference between Championship and Premier League. Yeah, Amelia, final question uh, here. This is Ricky Sachs. I hope you're well. Where do you Hi, see Ricky. the game being won, lost at the weekend, and what are you going for? <sighs> oh, good question. Um, different. I think I think we'll, we'll do what Ranieri does best: is just keep it tight first half. I think Tottenham will struggle maybe to break us down. Obviously, you've got, you've got a few injuries. Dembele's also now gone to China, so that gives us a great opportunity to get something out of this game. So I think it's keeping it tight. I'm, I'm not too concerned about the defence. I think it's the offensive ability. Will, will, can Babel come on and make a difference? Will he start? I think Babel will start. I think let's, let's, we're at home. We've got an opportunity. Let's go, let's go out there from the off and try to keep possession and, and try to hurt Tom. So, but my worry is Christian Eriksen. He's, you know, he's, he's a very underrated as far as I'm concerned. He's a class act for Tottenham and... He's a player I worry, but overall, you know, I look back at the game at Wembley in, in August. So it was a 20-minute spell where we actually controlled the game. We got did. the equaliser. Yeah, he did, yeah. But, but Dembele came on, and I think that that quality in midfield made the difference. He's Tottenham's then stepped up a couple of gears and won comfortably. So you he, know, won't, think, he won't be coming. On, he won't be coming on this weekend. That's <laughs> no, for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think the key thing is, you know, you're, you, Tottenham's defence, you know, not not necessarily top notch. So compared to their, their their teams around them, so I actually think if we actually can start to control the midfield and keep possession and don't give the ball away cheaply, then you never know. There might be a surprise upset. So we've got six home games coming up the next two months against you know five of the top seven teams in the country. So we've got to get something from these games, and maybe this could be a chance for us. I'm, I'm never the optimist, but you know, with that, with the, this is if you don't beat Tottenham now with half your team injured, then then I think we're, ne- we're I think we're going to be facing relegation. To be totally honest. But we'll be back if we do. We'll be back. I was just going to say, you're backing yourselves to stay up. I'm either the optimist. I still think there's enough home games there that you know against so-called weaker opposition that we need to win, and we've got to start winning away. We haven't won away all season, and there are some games that on paper look winnable, but it's, we need to we need to get a you know groundbreaking result. It could be if we win against Tottenham on Sunday, that will give us significant confidence, and maybe we can take that forward against Brighton in ten days later. So, but. It's not a winnable game, this, but it's a game on paper that you know we can win because Tottenham have got a few injuries. We're not as bad as our position suggests. I think that's the thing. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're tightened under Ranieri, but we're not scoring enough goals. And hopefully, Babel and maybe another surprise signing tomorrow might reinforce the squad. But let's see. You know, I'm, I still think we're likely to go down, but there's enough. There's still enough points to to win. How do you see this one going, pal? The result. I'm probably going. I'm going to sit on the fence. Probably go for a one-all draw. I think we can get something out of the game. Whether we've got enough to win it, I'm not too sure. But let's see. I think you never know. There might be. There's got to be a surprise victory against some of these so-called big teams at home, and hopefully it's on Sunday, and that will kickstart our season. But you know, we can't keep losing. Hopefully it's against when you play Arsenal or Chelsea or something like that. To be honest, <laughs> well, we got hammered by Arsenal home and away. I think <laughs> yeah, Man yeah. U, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, and Everton still to play at home. So. I'm, you know, we've got to start. We've got to fight and battle for points. These other teams around us, Newcastle, Cardiff, they're, they're nicking points against the top teams. We've got to start doing that if you want to have a chance to survive. Uh, very quickly, Amelia, I, I want to ask mm. a bit of a this is a bit of a selfish question, but I've spoken to a lot of uh, fans who, who mm. of clubs who have played both in the Championship and the Premier League, and I want to know: is is Championship football more enjoyable than Premier League football? <laughs> it's 
it is. I think it's it's more entertaining. There's more typically more goals, more more. I would say more passion, more fight, more determination. But uh, yeah. You want to be ambitious in, in life. We complained when Fulham got relegated five, four or five years ago that we weren't ambitious. That's why we went down. Now we're in Now we're in the Premier League. We've got to stay there. You know, Albeit the, the football is maybe not as good as we would like and we're not going to be able to win anything. But you know, I thought if you gave me the chance, every, I'd rather if we stay in the Premier League and, and, and compete as opposed to uh, playing in the Championship and not guaranteeing promotion. So my choice is it's got to be Premier League. Otherwise, what ambition have you got as a football fan? Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks, Amelia Donella from uh, the Cottage Talk podcast there. It's Love Sport Radio. We're going to take a short pause. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Just running through a list of, of, of the deadwood that Potch has had to go through. Lee has been uh, reading us a list have, which has I've been quite amazing. Of, I've got a couple of listeners. Um, although, although, can I just say, Brad Friedel was mentioned and Joe's took offence to that. <laughs> no, no, I weren't saying they're all deadwood to be fair. I was just reading out some names. But do you remember, give me some uh, Give me some help here. Kirikis, Vlad. Kirikesh, yeah. Ki- I mean, come on. Do you remember that defending he did against... Uh, I can't remember, was he just fell out? He was awful, utterly awful. Uh, who else we got in here? We got... Um, we had Holtby, didn't we? You said Holtby. Oh, Holtby, Gilby yeah. Sigurdsson? Yeah. Was he gone S- by then? Sigurdsson. No, Sigurdsson, he got a uh, Stambouli, got rid of him, although he did sign him. Fazio. 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 What about yeah. Fri- uh, Fri- He actually got to the semi-final Imagine Champions League. Fazio and Nabit, the world's slowest defensive pairing. <laughs> Fazio and Nabit. Nabit. That was epic. What about, what about <laughs> the midfield duo of Ben Taleb and Mason? Had to get rid of ben Taleb and Stambouli were your first choice at one point. What are you on about? Ben Taleb and Stambouli, epic. I mean, come on, that's what money buys. Stambouli's a cake. Stambouli was never. <laughs> Stambouli's a cake, <laughs> isn't it? Oh dear. Well, well, quite a lot of youngsters actually he's got rid of as well. To be fair, I mean, I'm not saying they're all dead wood. Ryan Mason, I love. Yeah, Ryan Strom- Mason. Oh, Stromboli. No, that's some <laughs> Italian based dish. Hey, hey, here's one. Here's one. Clinton and G. Oh, remember, because we was getting a kudu for about. I think the transfers you said. I think transfer is still going through for yeah. kudu. But we we got him to replace in G, who didn't even. And now, he didn't even play and now the famous quote is this: "In no body." <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Any other so, any yeah, other good go. names on there? Um, well, we've got one here, Roberto Soldado. Uh, oh, went yeah, went Soldado. out the door for 20, 12 million. Uh, I think in our hearts, we all wanted him to do well, but he just didn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be same I Jansen. told you, Levy was stung by him. Levy was stung by him. Paulinho, also 16 million with the bail money, and he went out uh, to he's China. He's in the news, isn't he? And, and at the now, moment. He's, now he's playing for Barcelona. <laughs> no, he, he, make he, it up. Yeah, he's in, he's in the news. Uh, the Chinese the club. Mood? That he was uh, he was playing with Guangzhou, Guangzhou Everglades, Ever same as yeah. They yeah. They've confirmed that they've activated a buyout clause early of fifty million pound. Yeah, that's right, fifty million pound. Well, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> there you go. We sold there him, by go. the way, uh, for nine point nine million. Just got some thoughts ahead of Fulham. We've seen reports <laughs> this week about Sergioria, who has been um, released without charge. On the uh, suspicion of 
an I'd altercation, alter- should we say? Yeah, altercation. Yeah. I'm trying to pick my words carefully here. So nothing yeah. ever happened, Jace. You said it yourself, released without charge. So what is there to discuss? The police went to his house. He obviously had a Barney with somebody. His word v their word. Investigation going on. Released without charge. Move on. We've got a plan for the He can play Sunday. I hope he does play Sunday. He can play Sunday. I hope he does. We, I think, like I say, right back at the moment, I, I want Aurea in the team at the moment over at Eddie Trippier. Nothing, you know, nothing personal, but I think at the moment, Aurea's shown this season his form is better than Trippier's. Yeah, but I want Walker Peters in the team in front of Aurea. Well, that's entirely, well, that could happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Walker Peters plays, to be honest. It's Fulham. I, Again, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean that in a really bad way to Fulham, but if you can't give players a chance when you're playing a team 19th in the league, when are they going to get a chance? So for me, he should play and it's Fulham. Should, should, we, do, should we look at that then? Yeah, we look at the Fulham game and all that sort of stuff. So who is, uh, I think Cooper asked this question earlier, he said we'll come back to it before the end of the show. Uh, we've probably got a, cu- a couple of minutes to run through that. What are we saying, guys? Well, let's I think Mora is going to be, I reckon Mora will be in the team. So I think. Do, we, do we think Dyer is fit? Is Dyer going to be fit? I know he's been back in training, so Dyer might be fit and he, he might not have a choice to bring him back. I think Eric Dyer might well play 65 yeah, type of minutes. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll so, hear from Pochettino on so Friday in his press conference. Lloris, no Lloris in goal? We'll, course, yeah. we'll go with that. My team, Lloris, Aldevaro, Sanchez, Vertonghen, Walker, Peters, Rose, Dyer, Winks, Eriksson, Lorente, Deli Alli. Happy with that? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go too far away from that. I mean, I think the, the only thing that I, I may change in that team would be uh, back four rather than back three, but then that moves around the whole uh, the front end of the team. So, no, I'll go with that, actually. And you've got Lamella out front, and Mora off the bench. Yeah, Lamella and Mora off the bench. Strong still. Hmm. You'd say it's good enough to beat Fulham. That's no disrespect to Fulham, but you think well, the side we've got out there no would be No disrespect, no respect to Fulham. They, they are where they are for a reason. The, the bat line is, is made of, you know, sort of baking, baking flour. Mm. You it's know? got a babble <laughs> hat-trick written all over it. <laughs> And also oh, in, the, in the other part, the other part is in my mind is is if Lamella could only play one game a week, I'd sooner Lamella play at Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, I agree yeah, with that. Yes, yeah, spot on. That's fair. I think the other thing as well, you talk about the kind of Fulham's back line, and um, uh, you know, uh, you know, you put Mitrovic up against three. Then if he goes up on top on his own and mm. he's against them three centre backs, I mean, you're having a laugh. There's no you, chance. You d- the thing is, he, he had nine chances against, against Wolves. He couldn't score. You do not need someone with with. Sort of, you know, electric pace. You need someone who's just going to be strong because he's going to toy with you and toy with you and toy with you and toy with you and play yeah, and play. Vertonghen, and play. Uh, well, Jason's team, Vertonghen, uh, all the world, and Sanchez. I mean, blimey, he ain't getting through that. The good news oh, I can is, see uh, goals in it. Yeah, I think the good news just for uh, as well is that the Chelsea game isn't until next Thursday, so he hasn't got to have really one eye. I don't think on the team thinking if it was Tuesday, it might be different. From he might look to potentially change the squad rotated but I think because he's got a couple of more days extra with that Chelsea game being on a Thursday I think see, there's no reason why he can't put out in his mind what would be his strongest team available you know, for Fulham You know we went away uh, early in the season to uh, Manchester United and Danny Rose was named in the squad in the starting lineup, and, and I, I remember I saying to you lads I was like yes I actually mm. did that Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to getting Eric Dyer back I, I'm generally I'm feeling like come on Eric get back I, I think he'd be brilliant when he comes back he needed a rest I think that was half the problem as well he's had a rest now and I think I think he'd be very very good uh, just coming up with him running games that Chelsea game Eric, you know we talked about it before like people like Danny Rose Eric Dyer they know oh, they see, get the fixture Arsenal, do you get what I mean yeah, exactly his, he, he gets, gets, it, gets the fixture and, uh, and I think uh, and I want to see I want to see that back and I think that, that although he's not a cane it's not a goal for it I think that will galvanise the team even more do you know what I mean what do you think Jay? Yeah, 
for me, Eric Dyer would, would play. We, we just heard Fulham don't score many goals. So it, it's the type of game where 1-0 can win the game for you. So, mm. you know, we don't have to have a bloke who scores a hat-trick, like I said earlier on. You don't have to go there and score five. Just score one more than Fulham. Do you think he'll play Lorente, Rick? I don't think he's going to play Lorente. No, I still believe what I'm saying. Who would you go with in terms of your team? I would have Moore in there and have Moore as a false nine for me. And if Moore wasn't fit? Then I would probably, well, I would have have Lorente. But I'm I'm based on the fact that if if Moore is fully fit and if Pochettino's mind he's good enough to start, I think he will play Moore. Deli Alli is a false nine? Deli Alli. Do you know what, Lee? I think we've got the luxury to play Deli as a false nine. Moore are there. You know, Eric's got the ability to score goals as well. Deli Jermaine Alli. The great thing about Spurs team is that we said that front four or whoever you've got in those four areas, I think we've got the capability to score goals without Mm. Kane. That's not my concern. It's just that losing Kane and Sonic at the same time, it's going to be hard to take over these next couple of weeks. Isn't a false nine or six? (laughs) 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 Actually, Jay, just want to pick up on something you said before about um, you know Lorente. We're both Lorente. We're banging a Lorente drum. Uh, Fernando, yeah, did you get what I did? Um, But. (laughs) KWP, I, I really like him as well. I've, I've banged on about him. But Trippier's balls into the box, one of the best crosses of the ball, um, you, you could say, with a Lorente in there. Well, well, that maybe not make more sense. Maybe. Yeah, but I, I say maybe. that, but uh, Walker Beat has got, what, three assists? Oh, no, he did. One, he so. did, yeah. But no, yeah, did, actually, that makes a good point. Yeah. Maybe you would. would Trippier's delivery won't get so exposed defensively. So yeah, that, that's a, yeah. that's a choice. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. That. I wouldn't be worried if if that was the case no, because, like no, you say, going that way, you're playing through at the back as well. So Trips will be further up the pitch anyway. Be a bit so. more protecting. Yeah, he yeah. can deliver the ball for he the. He does Rico, deliver yeah. a good ball, doesn't he? Fair enough. Okay, so uh, I was saying you said you were banging on about. You guys love banging about, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do love it. I mean, I think for for me, the, the Fulham game is is. <laughs> Because of the, I know we talked about at all, Aaron. I'm sure you're very happy about the fact that we haven't. But because of the defeat uh, against Manchester United, the Fulham game is now an absolute must-win game. You know, to be fair, I I don't. I mean, bar Huddersfield. I don't think there's any other opposition you want to be playing. Other no, than it's a good, it's a good game. It's a good game for us to have. And I think that you know the, the the other important thing is that you've got Chelsea now that look like they're going to sign Higuain, who's going to give them a lift and an impact mm. or whatever. Everyone, all these cliches that people want to throw about. But the point is, is that they're one point behind us now in the top four race. Manchester United on an unbelievable momentum run. That, but obviously they play. You play Arsenal no? this week. This weekend, yeah. It's Chelsea-Arsenal. So somebody's it's got Chelsea, no, it's Manchester United. No, it's United, Manchester Brighton. Oh, okay. So, so it's Chelsea-Arsenal. Chelsea, so Chelsea, one Arsenal. of them have got to play. Uh, for, but then it, brings, then it brings Manchester United into the play. So like where I say, we always talk about fine margins, but play what's in front of you, like Jason always says. Go away, get three points for Fulham um, and move on from there. I'm just going to read out a rallying cry tweet from Russell Unsworth, who says, I think Lorente will start against Fulham and will do well and set us up for the semi. Will we start against Chelsea? Question mark. Maybe not. I think Lucas will give us the pace on the counter against them. Trust in Poch. Whatever he decides, we will back him. Absolutely. And I think just off the back of that as well, for coming back in from Helena, I'll say this. I think that going back, travelling to Wembley all the time, I know it's tax on Spurs fans. I know we've had to, the communication from the club has been taxing also as well. But let me tell you this. This stadium is utterly world class when we go into that stadium when we get Harry Kane back fit when we get Sonny back from the Asian Games we are not only going to finish in the top floor we're going to be back here baby for the Premier League come on you Spurs predictions quickly Fulham I'm going 3-1 Spurs I'm going 3-0 Spurs with Lorente scoring 
I'm going 4-1 Spurs and Lorente will definitely score. I'm going to go 4-2 Spurs just to be awkward. Let's do it. Come win on to win. Spurs. There you go. Brilliant show, lads. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.